Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's gonna be, who you're gonna be, how you're gonna do it. And then from that point, the universe is gonna get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. This show is brought to you by Upstarter Podcast Network. Getting Magnetic is a part of a greater podcast network. Its underlying mission is to spread positivity in the world, to spread the voices of entrepreneurs and people moving and shaking in the world. So if you haven't checked out the other shows on Upstarter Podcast Network, head to upstarterpods.com or search Upstarter Podcast Network on any major podcast platform. Let's get to the show. So if you're anything like me, you may get to a point in your business where you feel like you need some one-on-one coaching, you need some accountability, maybe you're ready to level up in your business and you're really hard on yourself and you feel like you need someone outside of you to help hold you accountable, to help you see those blind spots, to help you do that deep inner work and figure out like what are those limiting beliefs, what is holding you back and just to help you overall blossom and become a better version of you. So a few months ago, I actually hired Kayla Kraft with Mommy Millionaire. I've been working with her and she has an incredible program called the Millionaire S Society. So if you're an entrepreneurial mom who needs a high level coach to finally break through without paying the high level fees, this could be a program for you. So because you guys are loyal listeners of our podcast, Mommy Millionaire is offering you a 25% off discount on your first month of the Millionaire S Society. So head over to mommymillionaire.co slash crittides, C-R-I-T-I-D-E-S, that's mine and Wade's last name, to sign up and take advantage of this amazing offer. Trust me, you're going to be thrilled that you did this. I'm fired up about today's episode. So many people ask Wade and I, how do you create community? How do you build a team where people want to be a part of it? How do you create a culture and a following and an influence where people want to be around that? Like, how do you do that? So we're going to kind of dive into that today. Yeah. I love, I love the word culture and community, but like when I think of culture, it's just, it's very powerful. It like, it extends beyond. It's like, there's an ingrainment of certain values and certain movements within a culture. And I think creating culture wherever you go in any endeavor you choose is probably of the utmost importance because we know, and we've, we've said this before, but African proverb, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. If you have a dream, you need to build a team around it. And so with building a team in anything, it's creating that community and creating that culture to help that vision prosper. Yeah. And when I think about creating community for me, one of the main words that comes up is passion because when I think of people I look up to or leaders that I want to be around or people I'm influenced by, it's people that have passion. So I think there's a big difference between wanting to create a community for the outcome of what it could be, like what it looks like or getting that status or getting that recognition or like what's in it for me type of vibe. But when I really think about creating a culture and stepping into leadership and really just 
creating a community where people keep wanting to come back for more. It's people that are creating that are doing it unintentionally. Like Wade and I do it unintentionally. Like I shouldn't say, like we we're intentional about it, mm-hmm. but it's not like a focus. Like, how do I say this? Like it is a focus, right? but it's organic. Just, it's organic. That's exactly what it is. It's very authentic. We just love our people. Mm-hmm. We show a genuine interest in people. That's who we are as, as human beings. And I think one of the main things, cause people ask us this all the time, it's, uh, it comes down to leading with friendship and it comes down to loving people regardless of what's in it for you. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. And I think, you know, when I think about you and I, I know a lot of people ask you this and that's the, that's how this episode was born, but how to create community and culture, like you are very organic at it and you do a very good job at that, right? Intentionally, but not, not like you're, you're, that's your mission. Like I'm going to go create community. I think a good progression of this episode would be talking through and to like different communities and cultures we've been in, what we've gained from it, where we thought, hmm, maybe that's not what I want to do moving forward and how we've come to this place of, of building, you know, community and culture, how we, how we approach it now. Mm-hmm. So what communities or cultures have you been in previously? And I guess what did you learn from that? Like the first thing that comes up are just different teams I've been part of, like growing up, whether it was softball or on my track and field team or like organized sports kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Another one that comes up for me is sorority. And then obviously the latest one that comes up is our network marketing business and the community that we've built there. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like, yeah, for me, it definitely early on, it was, it was sports, mainly probably sports. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you think about that, it's a team working together towards a common vision or a common goal, whether that's win the state championship or make the playoffs for the first time in 40 years or what it, you know, whatever that goal is, that's what's so special about community and culture is like it's first and foremost, you have to be moving towards a common vision or a common goal. Like everyone has to be on board towards that. And from there, you know, you create values, you create culture from there. But when everyone is aligned with that vision, I think that's where it begins. Um, I think segueing other communities and cultures I've been in is the corporate world. So any, any job, you know, you're, if you're a part of a company, you are a part of a community, a culture, whether good or bad. And I've been in a few different there, but I realized in working, you know, in the corporate world, culture is everything like how the dynamic of the workspace and the culture and the values of the company and the people who work there and the leadership is like, paramount into the success I believe of the company like the company can have a vision but if you don't treat the team right or you don't treat the employees right or there's kind of a toxic culture or it's all about the company and not about the people it's all about the sales volume or the goals or whatever and not about the people that you know it it doesn't feel sustainable and that's why you see turnover or you see different things so I feel like I've gained a lot as far as approaching building a team, organic culture building as far as our network marketing business. I learned a lot from the corporate world and a lot of like more so what not to do almost because it's more hierarchy. There's like a certain amount and then there's not a lot of recognition and it's, you know, 
it's very different than going out and building a team as it is like in the corporate world. One of my favorite things is connecting people in my life. Like when I have a friend that I love and then I have another friend that I love and I know that they would love each other. I'm like, these people need to meet. And it's one of my greatest joys. Like when I introduce someone and they become dear friends and even though I might have a little bit of FOMO if they hang out without me, like it just makes me so happy knowing like, wow, like those two people wouldn't have met had I not connected them. And then I think of like, wow, that's an extension of my community, you know? And it's just thinking through like big picture when you're thinking through community and like the legacy you want to leave and the impact you want to make on people, it comes down to like, are you paying it forward and like spreading joy, right? Um, When I think through ways of doing this, I feel like there's endless ways of doing this. I get asked this so much, like how how have you built the community you've created? Like how to, like someone said to me the other day, I feel like people would um, drive through a brick wall for Sandy and Wade. Like people are so loyal to you. Like how have you built that? And I was like kind of frozen. Like that's true. We have built that and I think it's because of friendships and I think it's because of um, just loving on people and seeing people for who they are at their core. Um, Something small that, well, I shouldn't say small, but something that I do, and I've done this since I was a little girl. It's like, I guess a superpower, I don't know, but I think anyone can do this. You can adopt this starting now is I've always been really good at like calling out people's strengths and what they're really like I call out greatness in people if I see something amazing about them like so often we see compliments or like we see something in someone like oh my gosh like I love their energy like they always have this infectious amazing magnetic energy about them or I love the way they do this or they have great fashion or great style or they're such an eloquent speaker but we don't tell them we just like keep it in our head and we just have these thoughts about them and it's the way we would describe them to other people but we never verbalize it to them so it's like I make it a normal thing to verbalize, even though it can feel like a little bit awkward or vulnerable. Even if I just met someone, I'll tell them like, I have to tell you the way you do this or what I'm sensing is this. And like, I just call out the truth that I see in people and it gives people power. So it's like, I think that's a great place to start in building community and building life like long lasting relationships, like call out the greatness in people. Yes. I love that. Affirm people call out their strengths. Like it feels good. Right. And oftentimes we are our own biggest critic. Like we don't see the greatness in ourselves like other people do, or other people might be able to see our blind spots. So when they see like, you'd be, you should do that. You'd be amazing at, you could totally do that. Like having other people believe in you is very empowering. I think to piggyback on that that and going back on what Sandy said in creating culture it's like ask not asking yourself like what can this person do for me for my community for this team for this company for whatever it's like what can i do for this person what can this company this culture this team do for this person it's like being outwardly focused and then so having that kind of outwardly focused mindset but also what Sandy said, getting to know people, getting to know someone, getting to know their story. Because when you get to know their story, you see their strengths. Maybe you see their opportunities or their blind spots and you can lean into those things and you can help them grow. Because at the end of the day, someone joins a community because they like the way it makes them feel or it aligns with a certain value or goal or path of theirs. And so 
getting to know people is the biggest thing. And I remember thinking back to when I was in corporate America and we were hiring and I was actually on my way out and we were hiring someone almost pretty much to replace me. Everyone would, you know, was looking at credentials and whatnot and everything. Like I didn't even look at that. I assume by the time I interviewed them, someone else had looked at that. I just wanted to get to know the person. I wanted to get to know and how they would fit in the dynamic and the culture and what their goals and aspirations were and, you know, ask them some things that to keep them on their toes and see how they react. And so getting to know people's stories is everything. So now in, in our creating our team and culture, like we want to get to know people and everyone's stories and how we can help them and how they can move the community and, and the team forward. But how can we first go and help them? So I think that outward focus and getting to know people is huge. I love that. Another thing that I think is so important, like kind of touching on recognition is people's birthdays. Mm. Like that has also been a huge strength of mine. Um, And obviously if it's a close friend, I take it to like another level, but just generally every single day I look on um, Facebook or LinkedIn and I see whose birthdays it is and I'll send them a voice memo And like, that is so different than just happy birthday, Sarah, right? I send them a voice memo and I'm like, Hey Sarah, I wanted to reach out to you. I see it's your birthday. I hope you feel so loved and your day is full of love and light and laughter and good people. And you make amazing memories and you know how special and loved you are. Um, and may this year bring you so much abundance. Happy birthday. Like I'll just send something like that. And people are like, that was a nicer message than I got from any of my close friends. I go out of my way. That takes me, what, 15 seconds? That's how I build relationships with a lot of people. Like, yeah, that takes 15 seconds out of my day, but I'm building relationships with people. I'm always looking to add value. I'm always looking to leave people better than they were before I interacted with them. At the beginning of every month, I'll literally go on Facebook and I look at the map, or not the map, but like there's like a thing on there of whose birthdays are coming up that month. And I'll mark in my calendar, like especially if it's like a close friend or a teammate or, I mean, I, I'm really good at remembering birthdays. So that's not usually something I have to write down, but, um, just to make sure and, um, going out of my way to make those people feel recognized, writing them a handwritten note, taking them out to lunch, like, you know, whatever it might be that is like specific and special to them. But like, I don't know, I think so many times like birthdays or special dates or recognition for people is overlooked. And that's an easy way to make someone feel super recognized and loved and special. On that note, yeah. I mean, birthdays, different things like that. Recognition in general Mm -hmm. is a huge part of community and culture. And that's what I really, you know, you realize generally speaking, but that I keep coming back to corporate America might be missing where it's like, okay, are we hitting our sales goal our quota or whatever? Maybe people get recognized for their annual president's club, but like, how often are you recognizing your community, your culture, your team for just a job well done? Not even that they hit a certain metric for like, hey, I see you. I see you. People a lot of times just want to be seen. You know, people treat everyone as if they'd have a 10 on their forehead. That That is what how people want to feel. So recognizing people, one for their hard work, of course, and, and hitting certain milestones and continuously doing that like monthly 
weekly, whatever that looks like. Um, not over the top, but like genuinely, authentically recognizing people for who they are, for what they're doing, for how they're, you know, adding or involved in your community and your culture is huge. That is one thing we've learned in network marketing that is such a missing piece, I think, in corporate America is that recognition piece, is empowering people and empowering voices. Like, is your organization flat or is there a hierarchy? Is there, you know, do you have to go to the manager and and your supervisor and then to the VP and then through to get to the CEO? Or is it more flat? Is it, do you empower voices? Do you empower people's opinions where you can share and creative ideas can be shared and it's not like doesn't have to go through this hierarchical procedure? I think that that is another thing, like people feeling like they're heard, like their voice matters and counts, like their opinions are heard and they're, they're a part of, you know, decision making. They're a part of this community. You just saying that brought up for me. And would you say that building community is like vulnerable? Like you have to be very, to build a strong community there, like a key fundamental piece is like vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Would you say that? I think relatability, authenticity, vulnerability, yeah, those all combined. When I look at like communities I've been a part of that I've felt disconnected from or not fully a part of, I didn't know about like the leader's life mm-hmm. or like the coach's life. Like they weren't open about that. I was like, has this person ever been through anything hard? Like mm-hmm. they're very like much of a shell. Whereas when I look at communities or cultures or communities that I've would like do anything to stay a part of, it's like, I know those people's lives. Like mm-hmm. I know the highs, I know the lows, like maybe that's just me, but I love I love knowing the ins and outs of people and like the depth of them and their soul, like what makes them them. And I think that is a big part of building community is being open about your life and your journey. And, um, that is very hard to do in certain communities. Like I can imagine on like a football team, like Mm -hmm. you probably aren't going there. Like you probably aren't like talking about that, but in churches, like people are very vulnerable about their past and what they've come through. Like That's probably a big part of why people feel so connected in their, you know, religious organizations Mm -hmm. and the leaders there and their communities around them there. So, yeah, I think vulnerability is a big piece of it. It can feel really scary to to show that side of you, like as a leader of an organization um, or maybe like you're hoping to be the leader of an organization or the leader of a community. Like it starts with being real about your journey and what you've been through and I feel like that's why people feel so connected to us because we don't, we're not hiding anything. Yeah. We're just like, we are fully. Sometimes people are like, like I was putting something on Instagram the other day and and my buddy was like, this is like something that's like private for me. And I was like, yeah, I see that. Like, that's really cool. Like, and I was like, do I have, I I guess some stuff private for me, but like, I love sharing and just being open and vulnerable. And that made me think too, what you were just saying, one vulnerability, right? Like if you're thinking like, I'm going to go the extra mile for that person for, let's say your boss, let's say you in whatever position, like your boss, you're like, I'm going to go the extra mile for my boss. Are you going the extra mile for your boss or for the person behind that, that title? Right. Yeah. So it is coming back to the, like getting to know people, their story, who they are, like, that's what we do it for. Um, it also made me think, you made me think, our chiropractor and friend, Dr. Daniel Kimberly, 
he writes us like handwritten letters, like almost every month, I feel mm-hmm. like. And expressing clients, gratitude. Yeah. Exp- just expressing gratitude and, or something relevant in our life. Like we're pregnant or I'm doing an Ironman or a thank you for a gift or whatever it is. And your clients are a part of your community too and your culture. And, you know, we're obviously his friend, but we're a client of his as well. And so getting those like handwritten notes I think handwritten from him, notes like are huge, yeah. he creates a great culture. And when you walk into his office, like he, you can feel the energy and the vibe and like who he is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're, a lot of times we're like, we go one, I'm sure it's doing good for our body, but like we go for that community and the culture and like our relationship with him and we care about him and everything. And so that, that is huge too. And that's probably a call to action. Like, gosh, when's the last time we wrote handwritten notes to people, all of us out there, if you're listening like that is, I feel like a lost form of art Mm -hmm. that we got to bring back. Yeah. I think too, I'm real, I love quotes. Like I just love quotes and, um, every once in a while I'll come across a quote on Pinterest or Instagram or something that I just love. And I have a folder on my phone called quotes and I'll save it. And I found one, I was just trying to look it up on my phone while, um, right now I couldn't find it, but, uh, it said something like you are on the verge of like a miracle coming into your life or something like that. Mm. And I saw that and I literally thought of like 10 different people in my life that I knew were going through a hard time, whether it was like losing a job, like struggling to get pregnant for four years. Like, like I had different friends going through these different things. And I literally sent that quote after not maybe like, it was like really random. Like I just randomly sent that at like 11 PM at night. And every single one of them were like, you don't even know how bad I needed that. Like that was the absolute perfect timing. Like, thank you for thinking of me. So it's like something so small like that. What would make you feel good if you were going through a hard time or needing that little bit of extra encouragement or like Wade and I are really big into music. We'll make playlists. Like we have like a, a super hype, like closed day playlist for like, you know, the end of the month when it's all hype, like, we're, you know, with our business, like closed day that hundreds of people are subscribed to <laughs> because so many people like love that closed list. Or I have like a super yin yoga, like calming playlist. And whenever I, you know, am in touch with someone that's like, oh yeah, I was so stressed or this or that. I'm like, can I send you my yin playlist? I feel like just have this super peacefully playing in the background, like when you're showering or doing your makeup or like falling asleep or whatever it might be, just like to have these peaceful vibes, you know? So it's kind of just thinking through like, these are tiny little ways that you spread your light. These are tiny little ways that you cast joy. These are tiny little ways that you build your community without even, it doesn't feel, I'm not intentionally like, I'm going to send this yin playlist to this person I met last week and I'm going to build my community. No, I'm just adding value and wanting to leave them better than I found them. And ultimately that's how our circle keeps growing. We just keep adding value. Yeah. So moral of this story in creating community and creating culture is really just about loving on people Mm -hmm. with no, you know, expectation in return. So just love on people, get to know people, see people, empower people, their voices, recognize people and make them feel their worth. And when we do that, we're outwardly focused. We create that loyal, that unbreakable community and culture and towards that common vision that you may have. And one thing you always say this, but a way to end, I feel like that's so powerful is, um, it's so easy to talk about ourselves, right? 
And I think to really be like a respected person, I don't know. A leader. A leader, I guess. Yeah, that people look up to is that whole concept of be more interested than interesting. So we all want to be interesting, right? But to be like really remembered, like be more interested, ask more questions, have interest in people's lives, leave an interaction where you barely spoke, but you asked them so many questions that they're like, that was an amazing conversation I just had with Wade. And it's like, well, Wade actually didn't talk that much, but he pulled these things out of this person. So be more interested than interesting. So basically listen more than you talk. There's a reason we have two ears and one mouth, right? Because we're supposed to listen more than we talk. So with that, I feel like we should end this episode because I'm Mm. talking a lot. (laughs) No, that's a great ending. Well, that's a wrap. We'll see you next time, Getting Magnetic. All right, go build those communities. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. Magnetic.